I was going to wear this tie today. I can't tuck my shirt in. So I leave it up here because that's what I believe this whole week was all about. It's a tie that I bought, not in a Christian shop, but in a secular shop, men's shop. It's called Chop. You remember those, the Chop shop? Yeah? Yeah. Among all these other ties, being a preacher, I look out to find the right one. And going to a wrong place, which is all kinds of junk, all kinds of words coming out from all the ties that I find in this rack of ties being hung there for men to come and buy. Some of them have some very nasty words. But among all these many different ties, I found this one here. Gap, God answers prayer. So I make further inquiries about if I could get this tie made specially for the house of prayer. I found where it was uh, manufactured and uh, they sent me, I, I order a good bulk of it and uh, give it to those that I wanted to bless them with. And I'm going to talk, give this tie away. This is probably my last one. And uh, I want to give it to Graham Jones. Where are you? There you go, my brother. We don't wear ties these days anymore, but keep it because you're the man of prayer. <laughs> so there you go, my brother. God bless you. I know this man because we have been praying long together. We've been praying for the move of God in this land. I'm going to do some things that I have never done before. I love doing that. Yeah. Because it's not me. Engineer these thoughts. I believe they were given to me by God. It's all throughout this week, right from last Sunday. We were focusing on listening, hearing, or discerning the voice of God. And uh, there was a very powerful sermon last, uh, last Sunday given by our pastor as well as by Brother Philip. I was here for the pastor's sermon, and I loved that video clip about the sheep hearing the real voice of the shepherd, and they respond to. But all the other false shepherds who came and tried to cooey or whatever voice or calling, they tried to do so that those sheep would listen or even take up their heads from the grass to look. No, they just keep dugging into the grass. But when the shepherd come, they lift their heads, they loosen, and as the shepherd calls them from a distance, they all run towards where that voice is. Oh, how we need that more today now. We're living in the days that are uncertain. Since COVID come into, our, into the world, there are so many voices that has come. But that had come and uh, we are all confused. 
I asked the Lord right at the beginning of that confusion and uncertainty. I asked God because hearing the voice of God is not only we wait for him to speak to us through his word, through whispers, the two areas in which uh, pastor was focusing on last Sunday morning. God speaks to us through the logos, the written word. But he also speaks to us through the word Rima, Rima, which is the current word for the hour, through his whispers, through his promptings. I ask God, will you give me a word for this season of time of uncertainty? What should I do in all these voices that are calling me to do this or to do that? To shut down or to look up or to shut out or whatever. We were all confused throughout the nations of the world. And I, I so asked the Lord to give me a word that might guide me. That might lead me. That might protect me so that I stay on the course. In the midst of this journey of uncertainty. We have been, ch- uh, we have been journeying on, 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 uh, on uncertain je- destination. Because we don't know whatever else. It's going to come. In fact, I have just read something about be ready for the next challenge. Be ready for the next COVID. They are planning it. They're getting it ready. So when I asked God, I said, God, will you give me words so that I can hang on to? I can know what I'm doing in these uncertain days. God gave me three words. And these three words seems to have a, a connotation of, uh, of, uh, of a, a sort of a militant con- connotation. And the words are, you need discernment, you need assignment, and you need deployment. In these uncertain days, we need a lot of discernment. And the great discerner himself is the Holy Spirit of God. How we need him more than ever. How we need his advice. How we need his encouragement. How we need his promptings. How we need his whisper. How we need him to speak through these written words so that they will become a living word. That we can hear the voice of God. We can sense the whispers of God. Even the slightest whisper of God's voice, you can discern in the midst of all the other voices that are coming. Oh, how we need discernment. And once you discern, you know what God wants you to do, then it's your assignment. It's what God wants you to focus on. It's what, it's what God, I believe, is giving to you so that you spend your life in the season of time that God allows you. And then you need to deploy the military words, uh, discernment, assignment, and deployment. I ask God, so what is my assignment? Prayer. That's all. You just pray. You just encourage people to pray. You just challenge people to pray. And uh, prayer. So I deploy myself. It's my assignment. I wrote it down in my diary the day that I step out now and continue on to pray. In fact, it's not really a new word, new assignment at all. 
It's an assignment that God has brought me into this country for the last 34 years to embark and to engage and to connect with people through prayer. I have a message for us today, and since we are focusing and concentrating on listening, hearing the voice of God, and then once you hear, you need to obey. God gave me a, a couple of, he never gave me any, well, he gave me two scriptures. And these two scriptures, he gave me some other words that will revolve around these two, two scriptures. So today, I am going to symbolically, by the grace of God, after we sang that song, we sang this last night. And this thought was revealed to me. Blessing and honor, glory and power be to you and to you alone. Worship, I mentioned this before, is our highest occupation. But it will be also our eternal occupation. Right now, heaven never ceases to worship the one who sits on the throne. And in this service... And every time we worship God in some services back in the islands, I felt that we connect with heaven. The glory, the portals of glory of heaven touch down in our churches. And how even one or two songs would go on and on and on. And people are convicted as they come under the dew of heaven. That slowly, gently fill the house. They began with that song. Let the dew of heaven fall upon my thirsty soul. Are you thirsty? Today, if you're thirsty, you will hear the voice of God. Symbolically, I'm going to pray now. And then read the scripture and allow the scripture to speak to us. This is the first time ever I preach on these two scriptures. I preach on the other one, which is a very well-known one, but I never preach of it, uh, uh, on, in it, preach uh, on it on the basis of my understanding and revelation of what I hear God was saying to me. So I am still in the process of developing and hearing from God as I speak to you. And I want you to connect with me because there are challenges for all of us to connect with God, to come into these portals of glory, the stairway that God himself will establish through our discipline, through our listening, and through our hearing the voice of God. And whatever God is saying through this vessel, human vessel, I want you to discern between Roy's voice and the voice of the Spirit of God. You will know that the Spirit of God will prick you to the heart of any statement or any phrase or any thoughts that is going to come from my lips, human lips. And I'm going to pray that God will protect my lips, that I will not say anything I wanted to say. Because I have not crafted 
this sermon for us today. But it is a sermon that is developed, still developing, and is going to be presented. It is still in the making, but that God might complete this sermon or even halfway through, he will deliver the sermon. He will deliver that which you and I need to hear today. So let me pray and ask God to establish the portals of glory between heaven and Wynnum Baptist Church. This is history, my brothers and my sisters. This is something I have never done before. The portals of glory. I had a bit of experience of that in Israel. My first trip to Israel. I visited a little community called Shiloh. And Shiloh was a very dry desert area. Rugged. But us, I walk with other intercessors from around the world. We were on this prayer team with Brother Ben Gray. As I walk, I feel, I feel something in that place. I feel that someone who is alive is walking with me. It was the place where the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, the residue of the presence of God can still be felt in that little community. I was convicted. When we come back home to our hotel, I say to Ben, I'm going to come back here and establish a house of prayer. He said, Roy, that's a huge challenge and dream. But if God is in it, he'll make it fulfilled. That was 2015. 2017, I went back again to Israel to establish a house of prayer, joint venture with another house of prayer in Australia, Delsford, house of prayer in Melbourne. And we launched the first house of prayer from the ends of the earth, from the islands of the sea, from the great Southland on Mount Carmel, where Elijah prayed for rain. Let me pray so that symbolically God would establish these portals of glory that our connections with God today as I deliver his word to us this morning. Daddy God, I don't know how to start this sermon. I tried to write it, but it's very hard. So I am open to you. Firstly, cleanse me, wash me. This human vessel, I surrender my life totally to you, that you would reveal your heart, oh God, through me, to your people, through your word. We're going to look at how you speak to us from the Logos, your word. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. May you establish these portals of glory and allow your angelic beings, O oh God, to descend and ascend with thoughts from on high, surrounding your temple, surrounding your throne, as the worship in heaven never cease 
a worship that continues throughout the day, never cease. We pray that they will come and minister thoughts to me to share with your people this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thursday I slept. God gave me two words. Conditional love and no, unconditional love and conditional blessings. We're going to look at that in the scripture. He gave me also a couple of scriptures. You see, I'm trying to hear what God is saying for the message that I'm going to deliver today to you, my brothers. Unconditional love of God. I want you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I'm going to just read, just read two verses towards the, in the area that it talks about the ministry of a reconciliation. It's a, one of the best and the highest and a very important ministry in the life of the church. It's a ministry of connecting, connecting people. But the verse that God wants me to focus on are verse 20 and 21. Let me just read it. It says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is where I believe the unconditional love of God is delivered. It delivers through Christ to humanity. It is a divine exchange. The man who is holy and sinless was prepared to be made sin for you and I. So that we he might give us the garment of righteousness. Within yourself and within myself, there is no righteousness. Our righteousness, the Bible says, are as filthy rags. How hard we try. We've never done anybody wrong. But yet our righteousness is like a filthy rags in the eyes of God. Anyone in our midst here today, you might feel you are wretched and blind and you are no fit for the kingdom of God. The divine exchange between the kingdom of heaven and you is available today. Christ is ready. To receive you. And there will be that exchange of garment. Your old tattered garment. My old tattered garment that is stained with sin. And with all kinds of evil. Today is a day of divine exchange. Jesus is here. He's walking here today among us right now. He's an omnipresent God. 
And he walks with love in his eyes. He sees you, your struggles. And he says, today is a day for the VIP treatment. Today, I want you, in order to be an ambassador, what a highest role the children of God are destined to carry, representing the kingdom of heaven. Today might also be called a day of calling the ambassadors and commissioning them into the harvest fields of the world. Into the harvest fields here in Wynnum, in the Redland Bays, in Australia. God is looking for ambassadors. You might feel, oh, I'm not fit for that. But it's not who you are. It's who the one, the one who is calling you today that makes you to that level. He is the one who qualifies the calling. I study Bachelor in Theology. That doesn't qualify me to be a preacher. But God ordained me right before time to be his child, to be his representatives, to be his ambassador. And today, I believe God is calling for ambassadors. They're very important people to work in the purposes of God so that we might share this truth of this divine exchange of our old tattered garments, of our lives with Christ so that he will put on us the garment of righteousness, his garment. And when you wear that garment, there is no need to be ashamed. There is no need to feel, uh, I don't have the guts, I don't have the gifts, I don't have the ability. No, your availability is simply just to allow the, the one who clothes you with his garment of righteousness. He fills you with his presence. The power of presence. That's what God is doing these days now. Not so much speaking, but within you. The king of glory, the king of righteousness who reigns inside of you, who is going to come today for some of you who have never encountered Christ, have never surrendered your life to the Lord. He wants you today because you are VIP in his kingdom. Don't hold back. Come forward today when the altar call is going to be given to you. Okay, so that's for those who feel unworthy. For those who feel, I don't think God will include me in his ambassadorial role in the kingdom of heaven. Now, the Bible here is very clear. Paul says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you, be reconciled to God. Almost it's a command. Be reconciled to God. Don't wait. Don't hold back. Connect with God. Through the power and the person of the Holy Spirit of God that is speaking to you right now. Never say no. He's whispering to some of us who may feel so reluctant to do that. This morning, this is a VIB treatment that God wants you to honor that. He's calling you. He's calling children. He's calling Young people, he's calling the whole generation, three generations, children, youth, and adults that are here.
that's that message now. The second part of this message is going to be in Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 7. Very well-known verse. This is where for the church of God the appeal or the altar call is going to come to. Let me just read. Verse 14. I'll read verse 13. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people. If, see, God's people, we're not going to exempt from pestilence and all these things that are coming in this end time. We're going to be part of it. But the condition is this. This is now conditional blessing. But if that little word, we all know now, yeah, God is going to do these things. He will do something. But if, he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers of it in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. When I'm Baptist Church, you are a potential candidate now for the dwelling of God. Potential candidates now for this glorious portals or portals of glory from heaven. The earth connection with heaven for God to manifest his power and his glory. Oh, how God loves to do that. But we don't allow him because we're stubborn. Because we thought religiously the Baptists don't do that. I was a Baptist minister too. Pastor of Culver Baptist Church. Baptist, you know the word of God. God wants the word of God to be alive. Activate those words that God has spoken to you. The real challenge in this verse which I believe God has given to me, is the word humility. God resists the proud, but give grace unto the humble. A broken and a contrite heart, I will not ignore, says the Lord. Humility. And the call, the altar call this morning is for humility. Because once you humble yourself, the first thing that suddenly will happen in your life is you begin to pray. Humble men and women praise. They know that their power, their strength, their know-how means nothing to God. Someone says, when man works, he works. But when man prays, God works. 
It's only when you pray that you will receive the first blessing that follows those conditions. Humility. Humility leads to prayer. People who are humble recognize the sovereignty, the authority, and the supremacy of God. That's why they come to him through this avenue of prayer. Thank God for humble men and women in this congregation who gives prayer as a top priority in their lives. When I first asked to pastor a church of 700 people in Honera, I've never pastored a church before. I said, God, where will I stand? God said to me, pray. Go and pray in the church. No, pray is the weakest ministry in the life of the church. But because you say so, I'm going to do it. So God told me, yeah, every Saturday, 3 o'clock in the morning, go down to the church and pray. Invite your people to come. Yeah, I only pastored a church for two and a half years, and God called me here. We experienced revival. It grew from 700 people to 1,200 people in two and a half years. I remember I baptized 40 people in a little baptistry under the pulpit. So, humble people pray. Humble, humble people seek the face of God. Desire after God. Spend time with God. Get into their closet, their prayer closet, and they say, like, was it Esau or Jacob? I will not let go until you bless me. Yeah, whatever the needs might be, I'll hold on to it. My wife Janet is still there. I'm praying for her healing. Take me more than 10 years now. I am not the healer, but God is. His timing is perfect. When that right time comes, God will heal my wife. I want to believe God for that. I took her to the States for treatment because I heard that there was an injection right here. When you inject, turn her upside down for about five minutes, that medicine would come back into the brain and stir those uh, cells in the brain and works again. doesn't work for that one. Only God can do it. Humble people pray. Humble people seek the face of God. Humble people, as they seek the face of God, God will bring before their very eyes their own sins, that they will have to get rid of it. Wickedness. Turn from their wickedness. See, they act on that. Once those conditions are met, the really key condition really is humility. As I said, humble people pray. Humble people take time to seek the face of God. Humble people turn from their wicked ways when God speaks to them about some attitudes, some hidden things in their lives. And when those conditions are in place, God is ready. God is ready. In fact, as you pray, God begins to hear. So we have threefold blessings here. That is called the blessings of divine intervention. I will hear from heaven. 
God cannot hear if you don't pray. You continue to ex express your, your sadness or your disappointment with the situation that you're struggling with. That's why prayer released the blessing of divine intervention. I will hear from heaven. God's ears are very itchy to hear the prayers of his children, the cries of your heart. He is so eager to hear your prayer. Hear my prayer. The first blessing praying people will receive is this. The blessing of divine intervention. It's a divine intervention. It's not a human intervention. And when God divinely intervenes in your situation, in answer to your prayer, he will do more than the answer. He's a God of bonus. He loves doing things in an extravagant way. Oh, wonderful. Simply because simple man like you and me, we get down on our knees to pray. The second blessing, divine, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. Divine absolution. When God forgives, he forgets. That's what absolution means. Absolute forgiveness. Absolute acceptance. Your sins will I remember no more. As far as east is from the west, so far has God removed your transgressions because you pray. You acknowledge your sin. You're willing to turn from your wicked ways. The blessing of divine intervention, the blessing of divine absolution. And the last one, I will heal their land. The blessing of divine restoration. God does not just bless us spiritually, but he bless us materially also. The work of your hands, you will see the favor of God. The power and the authority of God. All because... You humble yourself before this very God of heaven. I hope some of you are hearing the voice of God coming through his written word and just simply sharing for us today. There's hunger in this place. There's, there are people in this place that are thirsty. We have been struggling and striving and doing this and doing that to try and see growth, to try and see multiplication, numerical growth in the life of our church, but we don't see. To see loved ones who have been driven away by the enemy <coughs> from God's fold, and you have been praying for them. Turn to God in prayer. I want to ask my group to come now, and we're going to sing a song. This is a song that is going to appeal to you. So that's, that's the message now. I uh, don't need to go further again. The unconditional love of God is ready because God wants to appoint people as his ambassadors. Releasing yourself. Put on your old tattered garment. Put it off and put on 
his garment of righteousness. That he stands here. Remember the portals of glory is connected with Winam Baptist Church. I just sense the seriousness and the commitment, the establishment of uh, and the strengthening and consolidation of the relationship with our prayer team with you this week makes us want to come back again. But we probably might come with a bigger team, you know, so the fire will lit up. But this is the beginning as we stand before these portals of glory. Angelic beings are watching, witnessing, ready to celebrate. For a sinner or two or three who have not yet made a personal commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ in this love relationship, I'm going to ask you in Jesus' name to come because today is your day. You are a very important person in the kingdom of God. Not in the life of the church, but in the kingdom of God. God is working bigger now. His work is well go beyond churches and beyond. Our denomination is taking the whole nation. And God is looking for ambassadors of Australia that might go to the Pacific, that might go to other lands. So it's a call for ambassadors ambassador's uh, 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 entitlement or calling that God wants you to be his voice, to be his representative. And then for the church who want to see the blessings of God, blessings of divine intervention, blessings of divine absolution, blessings of divine restoration. That's revival. When God moves, he does not only bless church spiritually. When the church is being washed and cleansed and uh, the dew from heaven begin to fall upon us, the residue of his presence will remain in this place. The ground that has been thirsty and, and cracked is now ready to release the, the water the Spirit of God through. It was so awesome. Wednesday night, we were praying in the foyer. The pastor was able to show us a bit of history. That right in the foyer there is a cross. You walk on top of the cross. Because as they were doing the groundbreaking for the building of this sanctuary, they cut the ground on a cross shape and put some rocks in there. The ground now is cracking ready for the source of life Jesus himself that has been buried in your life you are thirsty you need to drink from the water of life today I'm asking you to humbly respond to the call of God through the words of this song I want you to listen to it we just sing the first verse and then as we sing the second verse, if you hear the voice of God today, as I have heard from him, allow him to speak through me and deliver the word already today. And I'm asking you humbly, come everyone that is thirsty in spirit, is the chorus. Listen to the first verse. 
Then you can respond on the second one. Any new 